Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to turn in your Bibles today to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And uh, I'm going to be preaching. Uh, I'm still in the series Faith the Showstopper. Amen. I've made a commitment to you and to the Lord that I'm not going to stop preaching on faith until the Holy Ghost says stop. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And uh, so you need to understand that faith is the currency of heaven. Uh, I heard a pastor say love is the currency of heaven and I knew his heart was in the right place but love is not the currency of heaven. Love is the evidence that you've been born again. Hallelujah. Faith is the currency of heaven. You can't even please God without it. Hallelujah. You can love somebody all you want to, but you can't please God without faith. Let the church say amen. amen. So we're going to talk about faith today. And I'm, I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 6 today. And we're going to begin uh, reading in verse 8 today. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told them, thus warned him. And he was watchful there, not just once or twice. So this didn't just happen once or twice. This was constantly happen, happening. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none, my lord, but O king... But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Oh, glory be to God. Somebody say God is everywhere. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told, it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servants of the man of God, or when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servants said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? And so he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened his eyes and the young man opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Glory be to God. I am going to be preaching for a few minutes today on the subject, faith to see. Faith to see. Hallelujah. Let's ask for the Lord's blessing. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, you have allowed me another opportunity to stand before your people and to preach your word for your glory under your anointing inspired by your spirit.
So I humble myself and realize, God, that if, that if you be for me, none can be against me, God. I humble myself and know, Lord, that if you give me the prophetic utterance, that you are speaking such a thing that can raise dead men to life. You're speaking such a thing that can bring sinners under conviction. You're speaking such a thing that'll pour fire on the hungry and thirsty. And so today I pray, Lord, have thine old way. Spirit of the living God, in the name of Jesus, you are loose to minister in this house like you want to do it whenever you want to do it to whomever you want to do it. Let the chains fall. Let the mindsets come down that oppose the kingdom of God. And let the power of the Holy Ghost manifest God and do what only you can do in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we thank you for being here. We thank you for the anointing. But we pray, get the glory for today, God. Get the glory for all that is said and done. And Spirit of the Lord, I thank you now. Let faith arise in the house of God so that we can begin to see in the Spirit what you are saying in the earth, Father. I thank you for this right now. In the name of Jesus, look upon my availability and not my ability today and fill me with the words from heaven and let me speak nothing more and nothing less, God, than what you have ordained for this moment. I thank you for it, God. And I give you praise and glory for what's about to happen. We pray these things in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. And the church that agrees, shout amen and give the Lord a praise for his word today. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Uh, I want to just say a couple things and then I'm going to, I'm going to, get into the message today by testimony and uh but but when i when i titled the message today faith to see faith to see i at first i was like lord i, I that might have come from me i don't know if that came from you because watch this now the just don't walk by sight the just walk by faith the just live by faith and he said i'm not talking about faith to see in the natural for a man can see in the natural and it don't take any faith he said I want to open the eyes of the church into the spiritual today I want to show the church what they can't see right now so that it can catapult them to the next place that they need to be in and so I want to just I want to leave that there we're picking it up in just a moment and I want to start by a testimony today um, when when I stepped in uh, when I stepped in as the, the, the pastor of this church, uh, there was a lot of obstacles. Let me say it like this. There were a lot of Holy Ghost opportunities. Praise the Lord. There were a lot of Holy Ghost opportunities. There was everywhere you looked around, there was a spot for God to move. Hallelujah. And so I, we stepped in and and at that time, I'll just, I'll just kind of be real frank with you. Uh, the budget was about $10,000 a week. And um, it was about $10,000 a week. The church was $1.4 million in debt. There was about 100 and sometimes on a pack Sunday, 150, sometimes 125. I don't know how many. Let's just say that, okay? That's good. And I'm telling the story and it's mine. Hey, praise God. Uh, and, and an angel brought me in in a chariot of fire. Now I'm just playing. And, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, so 
there, and, and, and there wasn't enough money coming in to meet the budget. And so when they asked me, uh, would I consider being the interim pastor? Would I consider being, would I consider stepping in? I used to tell people, I think God blinded me from the reality or I would not have taken the position. I'd be like, I don't know, I, I can't, there's no way getting out of this. But as I have thought about it over the years and prayed about it, matter of fact, one of my staff members asked me a couple of questions about this this past Tuesday in the staff meeting. And the Lord kind of spoke to me in my heart later on and he said, son, I didn't blind you. He said, what I did is I gave you faith to see. Here we go now. I gave you faith to see what could not be seen in the natural. He said, I gave you faith to see the potential instead of the reality right now. I gave you faith to look beyond what you were seeing with your natural and look and, and to see what could be. So every time I stood up at the moment, every time I would stand up behind the pulpit, I was not wondering how to pay down $1.4 million of debt. I was not wondering how to get people to come. I was not wondering how are we gonna get more finances in, why? Because what I was seeing, I was seeing it already, pay, uh, here we go. I was seeing it already paid off. I was seeing the place already full. I was seeing the budget already being made. I was seeing people already be by my preach until some Against the faith. I was seeing people getting filled. I was seeing people getting saved. I was seeing people getting healed. I was seeing the Lord bringing them from the north to south, the east and the west. I was seeing people get out of wheelchairs. I was seeing dope addicts drop their dope at an altar and pick up the call of God. I was seeing racism brought down. I was seeing religion brought down. I was seeing poverty broken. I was seeing the kingdom of God go forth. This is what I was seeing. Faith to see. Faith to see. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Faith to see. And if there's a word right now for the church of America, it would be God give us faith. Faith to see beyond what's in front of my natural eyes. Give me faith to see what's pushing against my natural self. And give me faith to step into what you're calling us to right now. Give me faith to see what you've already done. I'm not fighting for the victory. I already have the victory. Lord, give me faith to manifest this thing. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm talking about faith to see. And I, I want to just give you a few quick things today and, and then we're going to pray because I believe, I know what the Holy Ghost said. He said there's some people facing some, I mean, I'm talking about not just the natural stuff, not just the stuff everybody's facing, but there's some folks that's going to hit some mountains this morning. You've hit some mountains. And, and God wants to show you, not the mountain. He wants to show you what's on the other side of the mountain. <laughs> God wants to show you what's on the other side of the Jordan. He ain't trying to show you right now how you're going to get pie by it. God said, that's my business. I'm showing you on the other side of it right now. Hallelujah. So I want to just give you these real quick. 
that right now we need faith to see. Now, listen to what I'm saying because it's going to sound like I'm giving you an oxymoron, but I'm not. We need faith to see what the spirit is saying instead of what the flesh is seeing. We need, I'm going to say it again. We need faith to see what the spirit is saying. That sounds like it don't line up, but it does now. I'm going to just stay with, see what the spirit is saying instead of what the flesh is seeing. The Bible does not say, now listen carefully. The Bible never says that Elisha saw the chariots of fire. Not with his natural eyes. You can't find it in the word. How did Elisha know they were up there? By faith. Faith to see. Oh my God. Elisha already had a word from the Lord. He already had a word and that was carrying the mantle of Elijah. And he said, if they couldn't take my, my master out, they sure can't take me out. He had a word from God. And that word was, I know they're out there. I don't even have to see them with my natural eyes. But God, so my servant don't, will quit tripping. So he'll quit acting crazy. He said, will you show him with his natural eyes what I can see with my spiritual eye? I'm going to go somewhere today. And I'm saying, God, will you show the church right now? with their natural eyes, what I'm seeing with my spiritual eyes. Because if you'll see what the Holy Ghost is saying, you won't trip up over everything else that's in front of you right now. I feel like preaching today. Glory. Glory Glory be to God. The Bible never says Elisha saw him with his natural eyes. He just prayed that the servant would see him. Listen to this scripture right here. Habakkuk 2.1. I will stand my watch, set myself on the rampart, and watch to see what he will say. How can you see words? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Devil, you done messed up. He should have kept some of you up out of here this morning because you're about to get a word from the Lord. You're going to go home and you're going to pray over it. You're going to put it in a spiritual crock pot and sometime tomorrow you're going to open this thing up and it's going to feed your spirit so you can get beyond everything that's been pulling you back. Hallelujah! I feel like preaching. He says, I set myself on the ramparts to see what you're going to say. When you read this verse, it seems like the author got mixed up. You would think that it needs to say, I will set myself on the rampart and listen to hear what you will have to say. But that's not what the word says. He says, I'm going to wait and see what what he will will say. In other words, faith has the ability to take what God, y'all better get ready, to take what God is saying and turn it into what you're seeing. I think the speakers went out because the back row didn't get it. Uh, Faith has the ability to take what God is speaking. And the Lord said, let there be light. And light was. He said, your faith has the ability to take what comes out of my mouth and cause you to see what I am saying. 
the challenge that the church has as a whole right now. It is not that God is not speaking. The challenge the church is facing right now, it is not that the church can't hear him. Stay with me. The challenge the church is facing right now is that it is not mixing what it's hearing with faith. Selah. In other words, it's taking what God is saying and it's mixing it with what they're seeing with their natural eyes. When we, when we, watch this, when we take what God is saying and mix it with fear and not faith, listen carefully, we validate and empower our natural circumstances. When we take what God is saying and we mix it with fear and not faith, we validate and empower what we are facing in the natural. We know this because the Bible tells the children of Israel in Hebrews, it says they heard the same gospel that we heard, but because it was not mixed with faith, it profited them nothing. Glory be to God. It, it did not profit them anything. In other words, because they would not take what God was saying and mix it with faith, watch this, it could not change what they were seeing. If we could take what God is saying right now, and we could push the things in the natural that are constantly trying to weigh us down, that are constantly trying to pull us back, that are constantly trying to take us out, and we could push forward and get a word of faith and take what God is saying and mix it with the faith that is inside of us already because everybody has been given a measure of faith. If we could do this, then you would see that it would begin to change, watch this now, in the spirit what we're seeing and what we're seeing in the spirit would begin to manifest in the natural. Therefore, what I am hearing in the spirit and what I'm seeing in the spirit mixed with faith can change what I'm facing in my natural right now. This is where we got to be, church. Hallelujah. Y'all give the Lord a praise right now. Come on. I believe we would see, I believe that we would see that instead of being victims in this world through Christ, we are victorious in this world through Christ. I believe that we would see that we're, that we're not here to be changed by the world but we are here to bring change in the world, hallelujah. I, I believe instead of seeing challenges as opposition, we would see them as opportunities for God to get the glory. But we gotta mix faith with what God is saying right now. We cannot continue to release what the Lord is speaking through our fears or through our natural circumstances. We've got to say, Lord, stir it up in me once again. Number two, we, we need faith to see spiritual warfare and that we have victory before we engage. Oh, glory be to God. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, it says, now thanks be to God. 
watch this, who always leads us to triumph in Christ. Do you know there's never a moment that you're a loser in Christ? The devil is a liar. There is never a moment that you're a loser in Christ. Ooh, hallelujah. First Corinthians 15 says this, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love Elisha's response here as the army of thousands and thousands of soldiers are coming to kill him. Church, I need you to understand the severity of this moment that he's facing. It's him and his servant. That's it. In the natural. Thousands of soldiers are coming to take him out. Thousands are coming to kill him because he keeps warning the king of Israel what is happening before the Syrians ever get to do anything about it. Now watch this. When the army shows up to get the man of God, I want you to see his response. He does not try to combat them in the flesh. He immediately realizes this is a spiritual warfare. Even though I see it coming at me in the flesh, it didn't start in the flesh. It started in the spirit. Uh, tell your neighbor, pick up your toes. Therefore, he does not go on Facebook and start fighting with people. I'm going to say it again. He does not go on Facebook and start fighting with people. He does not go on Facebook and start fighting with people. He does not go out there and try to pick it up in the flesh. He hits his knees and says, God, I call on you right now. I need you to show up right now. They're going to kill me if you don't show up. Lord, would you show up? Do you not know what we're fighting? Like mere kids. Come on, church. Do you not know what we're fighting? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and every wicked host in heavenly places. Hit your knees and call on God. Hit your knees and call on God. I need you to understand what he did. He immediately realizes this is a spiritual warfare. Then watch this. He, he, he does not pick up any kind of earthly agenda. He falls and lifts his hands to heavens and calls on the most high God. And the Bible says that he begins to pray to the Lord. He realizes there, there may be an army coming after me in the flesh, but it is not. It, it, watch this. But I'm not going to fight it in the flesh. I'm going to fight it in the spirit. Therefore, this is not a natural warfare. This is a spiritual warfare that's going to change natural outcomes. This is what the Church of America is missing right now. The enemy has put us in a fence. And watch us fight against each other. And laughing. Laughing about it. When the Spirit of God is saying, come on. Hit your knees. Pray and fast. Do spiritual warfare right now. Do spiritual warfare right now. You can't change nothing on social media anyway. Come on. Hit your knees and pray and fast. Say, Lord, use me to be a voice in this land. 
Use me right now, God, to bring healing to the hurting. Use me, God, to comfort those who are mourning. Use me, God, to mend those who are broken. Use me to bring unity where there is diversity. Use me, God, to stand up and say and do what nobody else would do right now, God. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord shall something be accomplished. Use me, God. Watch this. If the church can get a revelation that falling on your knees and calling out to God in heaven is greater than anything you could possibly do in the flesh right now, then you would begin, I'm telling you, overnight, you would begin to see victories in this land. Church, I want to say something. Your power. Everybody say, my power. Say, my power. Say, my power is in the spirit. Not in the flesh. You've been promised the victory in spiritual warfare, not earthly warfare. Now, if you, if you turn around and engage in spiritual warfare and get the victory, then it can change what's in the earth. But you ain't changing what's in the spirit by fighting in the earth. Somebody say, Pastor. No, no, everybody. Pastor, we still love you. Just had to hear it from you. Amen. Give the Lord a praise right now. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Number three, faith to see what heaven's desire in the spirit, or faith to see heaven's desire in the spirit over my desire in the flesh. Elisha prays and God puts blindness on all of the army. He leads them to the king of Israel. And in one moment, they can wipe them all out. In one moment, he can kill them all. They're all blind. They can't fight. But God said, that's not why I gave you the advantage. Spiritual maturity is proven with what you do with the advantage. Spiritual maturity is proven with what you do with the advantage. Church, by being Holy Ghost filled, you have an advantage. By sitting in an anointed atmosphere like this, every week you have an advantage. By being encouraged by your brothers and sisters, you have an advantage. My God, you just, if you'll just read the Bible, you got an advantage right now. But what are you going to do with the advantage? Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Proverbs 25. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he's thirsty, give him some water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head and the Lord will reward you. Church, this man of God, this man of God has the whole Syrian army at his mercy. He can take them out right now. 
But God didn't give him the advantage to do what he wanted to do. God gave him the advantage for him to do what God wanted to do. Oh, somebody say, that's my word. That's why you've been given the advantage. God's desire is not to wipe them, wipe them out. God's desire was to show them how big and strong he is. God's desire was to sit there and say, listen here, I can hit you all with blindness. I can lead you over there. I can lead you over there. I can lead you over there. I can do what I want to do. I'm going to show my glory in the earth right now. And if they would have wiped them all out, they would have gave God's glory to the king of Israel. But God said, I ain't sharing my glory with anybody. So I don't want you to wipe them all out. I want you to give them something to eat. I want you to treat them and I want you to send them back to their land. Will the church say right now, God here we go. What is your desire? What do you want, Lord? I put my desire. I put what I want. I put what I feel. I put my desire down and I pick up yours. And if that means not killing the Syrian army who came to kill me, then Lord, have your way. I want to ask one more question before I go to the last point. If God gave you an advantage tomorrow, a bigger advantage than what you have now, a greater advantage than what you have now, if God gave you an advantage over everyone in your workplace, what would you do with it? If God gave you an advantage over everyone in your family, what would you do with it? If God gave you an advantage in this ministry over everyone else, what are you going to do with it? Your answer tells God whether you're ready for the next level. Hallelujah. Last one. Faith to see that the attacks that come against us are not here to take us down, but to bring us up. Faith to see that the attacks that are against us are not here to take us down, but to bring us up. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work to the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Genesis 50, verse 20, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Church, I'm about to say a very profound statement that will help you through tough seasons. Come on, if you're writing anything down today, write this down. When, when you're living and doing your best to please God and be obedient to Him, here it is. The attacks that come into your life are not there to destroy you. They are there to develop you. That's when, you walk in, when you're walking in the will of God and you love the Lord. 
And you're doing your very best to be pleasing to the Lord. God don't allow attacks to come to destroy you. He's way too good for this. So why do they come then? To develop you. To strengthen you. To tweak a place of weakness in you. Many times we look at attacks that have been allowed to come against us in a way to take us out. We look at them that they are here to take us out. Why? Because we view them through a temporary mindset. You know, if somebody would give me a national platform just to the church, and I don't whether it's to Lawson or not right now, just to the church, I would say, hey, have y'all forgot about heaven? Do you know you ain't going to live here forever? Do you know there's a day where the roll is going to be caught up yonder and you want your name on it? I promise you. Have you forgotten about heaven? Have you forgotten that we're not to live for the temporary? But we're to live our lives with eternal perspectives. We're to love people with eternal perspectives. We're to serve with eternal perspectives. We're to give with eternal perspectives. We're to do everything we do with an eternal perspective. Have we forgotten about heaven? Church, God will allow us to go through some stuff today. Everybody shout today. Today. To preserve us tomorrow. God will allow us to walk through a trial in our present because he wants to bless our future. My God, y'all ought to clap for that right there, huh? God will allow us to walk through an attack right now so we can learn how to fight tomorrow. If you don't believe me, just ask Joseph. God allowed Joseph to be hated on, schemed against by his own brothers so that God, watch this, so that God's plan could be fulfilled. He allowed them to put him in a pit, sell him as a slave to Potiphar's house so that they could put him in a prison also that he could bring him into a palace. And in our text today, God allows an attack to come against, uh, God allows attack to come against the man of God in Israel. Why? Because God is not saying, I want to fix the now. The Bible says that when he got done with the, with the Syrian army, Never again did the raiders come back into the land of Israel. I'll come to tell you that the attack that you're facing today, you think God has done left you? I tell you, God is working for you in your tomorrow right now. God is saying, I'm working about a plan, and that plan is not just for your right now. That plan is so the enemy can never come back and lock you up in this thing again. I'm having you walk through a trial right now, but when you get done on the other set, 
that when you get done on the other side he'll never be able to trip you up again in it you need to understand that God is not just about your temporary fix he's about your eternal destination live like it love like it pray like it worship like it serve like it give like it and do what God has called you to do Come on, stand up in this place. That's why you're walking through it. We need not war over temporary circumstances, for I hear the Spirit of God saying that what you're facing right now ain't nothing compared to the glory that you're going to receive. Let the church be strengthened today. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't wait to get to heaven. Hallelujah. Where every tongue and every nationality and every race shall lift their hands to the Lord. Ain't nobody fighting about nothing anymore. Ain't nobody sick anymore. Ain't nobody hating on anybody anymore. Ain't nobody trying to take from anybody anymore. But forever we shall be and of his kingdom there shall be no end. My God, remember heaven. Remember heaven. Remember heaven. What you're walking through right now, God ain't left you in it. God ain't abandoned you. You listen to me at home. God ain't abandoned you. You're just looking at it through temporary lenses. So you can only see what's in front of you. But baby, God is looking way down the road. God is looking way down the road so that you can be able to fulfill what the Lord has in your call. Look at your neighbor and say, pass the test. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, pass the test. Don't fail this one. There's promotion behind this one. There's elevation behind this one. There's a new season behind this one. There's a new position behind this one. There's something that you ain't never seen behind it. Don't fail this one. No, no, no. Walk with the Lord in it. Stay with the Lord in it. Hallelujah. The attacks that come, they ain't here to take you out. Not unless you're a sinner. Because the Bible says the way of the transgressor is what? Hard. And let me just say this. If you are lost today and you're a sinner, you know it. You've known it since you walked in. You've known your way from God. You don't have to walk out the same way. You don't have to leave that way. You don't have to leave a transgressor. You can leave forgiven and righteous in the sight of God today. That's how you can leave. You don't have to leave this way. You can leave born again. Knowing that you, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what you face, no matter what comes against you, the Lord my God is on my side. What shall we say to all these things? What shall we say to all these things? I said, what shall we say to all these things? That if God be for me, then who can be against me? Hallelujah. The apostle Paul said, I tell you what, there ain't nothing that's going to separate me from him. <laughs> 
He said, there ain't nothing that's going to separate me from the Lord. Get an eternal perspective, church. If you'll get an eternal perspective, you'll be able to see so clearly. You'll be able to see it so clearly. You'll be able to get the perspective of God and and what you face. Hallelujah. Come on, bow your heads today. Now listen, if you're away from God, those of you watching, if you're away from God, or if you've never given your life to Jesus, today's not the day to to turn your head towards the Lord. I mean, turn your head away from God. Today's your day to turn your face towards Him and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. But Lord, that, that preacher man up there said that if I would come and call to you, you forgive me of my sins. That preacher man said that I don't have to leave the same way that I came in. That preacher man said, God, that I'm not, I'm not just trying to live for the temporary, but I'm trying to live for eternal, uh, with an eternal perspective. That's what he said. And, and God, I believe it. I believe that. And those of you watching today, if you need forgiveness of your sins, you need to be your sins washed away with the blood of Jesus. We have someone that will respond to you. All you have to do is go on there and say, I need prayer. Just respond. Say, I need prayer. There's somebody right now that will reach out to you and pray with you. We'll love on you. I don't, it don't matter where you're from. You may be in South Africa. You may be in Russia. You may be in Ireland. You may be in California. You may be in Flowville, Georgia. Right now, watching wherever you're at, it don't matter. God will meet you right where you're at. God will meet you and make you new. He'll make you born again. Hallelujah. Stop living for your temporary, but start living for eternity right now. Hallelujah. We love you and we bless you today. And I thank you for watching. Now, We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.